The men and women leading the 21 sports at Campbell University have helped build and guide the Fighting Camels to one of their best years ever. They are talented and hardworking, and most importantly, great people. The kind of people you'd love to just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. Unfortunately, in this 10-second soundbite world we live in, we mainly only get coaches talking about how they won, why they lost, and what's next. This podcast tries to remedy that with two cups of coffee and a recorder. I'm Chris Amire, and this is Coffee with Coaches. More than a decade ago, Michael Kelly left a high-paying job in the construction industry to follow his passion, coaching. That leap of faith led him to Campbell, where he has put the Camels track and field and cross-country teams on the national map. He has coached three All-Americans, guiding Campbell student-athletes to top 10 finishes at the NCAA National Championships in track and cross-country. At the conference level, Campbell has won three straight Big South men's cross-country titles and last year finished runner-up in both the Big South's men's and women's indoor and outdoor championships, their highest finish ever. A fantastic accomplishment period, even more outstanding for a program that literally did not have a track to run on just a couple of years before Kelly took over the program. Here's his story. Well, Coach, we'll start with way back when. Where did you get your love for sport when you were growing up, uh, and was it always a run for track and field and running? Yeah, definitely, I'd say started back in high school. I did run track in middle school, but really take it too serious. Um, had an older brother that was really good in high school and kind of admired him, what he was doing. And so when I had the chance in, in ninth grade, I tried out for cross country and then loved it and started doing track and loved that as well. And I think that's probably when I, I realized like over the, the next four years of high school that I really wanted to be a coach. Was running in the family? Yeah, I would say um, I had an uncle that was a big influence and he was a big runner and um, ran in college as well and um, and then just watching my brother compete too and and seeing how, how good he was at it and we're, we got a very competitive relationship my brother and I so uh, we're still kind of trying to outdo each other on the on some road races even today so you have kept up your running even now well I wouldn't say I'm not I'm very inconsistent but I can get back in shape pretty quick right now it's I'm definitely on the uh, out of shape end of the spectrum but uh, hopefully in a couple months I'll be doing a little better. You talked about your love of running. You have had a very interesting post-high school career and how it has moved into coaching. It's one of the more unique stories I've ever yeah. come across. In high school, I, you know, I realized how I, I loved it and I was always trying to help coach my, my teammates and just, just uh, I was very passionate about it and really is what got me through. I wasn't so much, you know, I made good grades, but it wasn't really... I was focused on. Um, it's more consumed with, with track, even though I really wasn't that good in high school. <laughs> I thought I was at the time, but uh, now being a coach, I realize how bad I actually was. Um, but so I ended up going to school at University of Florida, and uh, I really I wasn't good enough to, to even walk on there. Um, I wish I had tried, but you know now, especially knowing what I know now, it, they probably would have laughed at me. <laughs> um, but during that time, I kind of lost sight of, of my passion and of, of wanting to be a coach and running. And um, I ended up pursuing a degree in construction management, which is, I feel I'm glad I had that degree and really enjoyed enjoyed um, working in that field for a little while. But So right after school, I, I took a job um, building houses and apartment complexes and um, two different companies really over a course of about six years. 
and um, I love working outside too. That was part of why I, I wanted that field. And so I was a superintendent for for those companies, and then you know I was making good money as a, as a young person right out of college, but something was missing, and I knew what it was. Uh, so in about two thousand six or seven, I started to uh, volunteer at a high school, or actually my um, alma mater in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, then it just, it all came back to me, like, this is what I'm missing. And uh, so at that point, I, I started to come up with a plan of how I can get back in this. And at the same time, the economy really was crashing, especially the construction industry. So it was a perfect opportunity to get to kind of make a transition into coaching. And um, and that's kind of where where I really started pursuing the coaching career. You said you found your passion for it, but I'm just going to assume, knowing what I do about assistant coaches and going into that field and moving your way up the ladder, the pay compared to what you were probably making a very good living in the construction industry, that's mm. a pretty darn big leap of faith, isn't it? It was. Uh, I definitely had lots of family and friends that thought I was a little crazy at the time. Um, actually, in 2008, I moved from from Jacksonville, Florida, where I was working the construction and, and moved up to Perry, Georgia. And to work with my dad, he had a staffing agency um, that he owned, like a franchise. And he was wanting me to kind of groom me and take over that. And um, I started to do it, but the, the, the company was located right next to Mercer University. And at, at the time I started with my dad, I also started volunteering there as uh, you know, assistant, a volunteer coach. And so it was a tough conversation when he, there, I know there was, we were at a, a crossroads where he was really wanting to invest in, in some uh, courses and, and classes for me to, to learn the trade. And uh, I had to tell him, I, would, I feel like you're wasting your money because I don't want to be doing this. <laughs> and he really thought I was, he, he, I don't know, he thought I was crazy, but um, it was definitely kind of a shock that, you know, this is when I told him what I wanted to pursue, and I think I can really make a living doing this. And uh, but once I told him that, it, my family they were so supportive and and uh, really encouraged me. So I spent two years volunteering at Mercer, and then actually looking at what I needed to get into coaching, I started to pursue a, a master's degree. And um, I was about to. It was actually the day before classes started at it was GCSU in Milledgeville, Georgia. Um, I was about to enroll in classes, and then I got a phone call from the University of Georgia asking if I wanted to come volunteer with them for a season. So instead of pursuing the master's degree, I pursued a volunteer opportunity, and, and it turned out to be just an awesome opportunity. So really, really got me what I needed. Was there ever a point in that journey, and again, you caught on with some very good programs, Mercer and then Georgia and then here, was there ever a point where you maybe thought this is the wrong decision or, or, or did you know going through it? No, it, it's definitely getting into coaching for at least for track and field it's very challenging. There's so few jobs, especially at the division one level. Um, so definitely uh, I, my patience was, was running out. I was, you know, I was going on four years of volunteering and the last year I was kind of just working odd jobs um, with my construction background and I mean, it, I can I can remember here I am with a college degree that was making you know close to eighty thousand dollars at one point, and I'm cleaning out gutters and changing toilets, replacing broken windows, and it, you're definitely questioning, 
you know, what am I doing? Why am I, why am I doing this? Um, and then just it, it all changed pretty quickly when, when I had uh, this opportunity at Campbell. It's an appropriate meta- metaphor, your construction background, because you got here about a year after I did, and this is just seven years ago, 2011. Um, and when I came, it was the first full season that they had the track that we look at right now. And before that, they didn't have a track. It was a mixture of grass and cinders. The The program was in such a state of decay that I, I try to put that in perspective of what you built. Talk about what you kind of came into. Yeah, well, first, uh, knowing that they, they didn't have a track or a facility, I am super impressed with the previous coaches before me did. There, there are some really good records um, that have been put up over the years, and I, I just can't imagine doing that without the training facilities we have right now. So lots of respect for, for the previous coaches here. Um, but it's been all, I was honestly, when I came on the interview, that was one of the first things I was really taken back by was that there's a brand-new track here. Um, so that was exciting, and um, I've been, you know, very impressed with the growth of Campbell in athletics. It's just every year it's one thing, it's something else. And so it's I don't see that stopping anytime soon either. The challenge of building a program that does not have tradition. When you started recruiting, once you were the assistant first, and then quickly uh, promoted mm-hmm. to head, how does that happen when you have a facility now, but you don't have really any history to sell yeah one of the things when I first got here um, I realized people didn't really know even how the process for qualifying for NCAAs and um, and that I was really surprised by that so we quickly changed that and that's been a big focus for us is um, especially for outdoor track and field there's a preliminary round and there's finals so I want to make sure anybody that's wanting to come here they know the process and our end goal is uh, at a minimum get to that regional meet um, and get to NCA the finals, and let's get some All Americans, and that's really what we what we've been working on. I don't see us as ever being a, a large program as far as the number of bodies we have, but we're going to make it as as good of quality as we can, and that's what we've been doing. You've been amazing that you've recruited all over the United States, all over the world now. Um, the Kenyan connection which has uh, helped you really set a foundation for, you know, not only cross-country, but this total program. Tell me about that process and how it happens to get Kenyans to come all the way over here to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Yeah, it was um, probably for the first year or two I was here, I was just getting emails like crazy from Kenyan athletes and coaches and recruiters, and um, it all just seemed too good to be true. And then finally one year I was, I just kind of decided, you know, I'm going to go take a look for myself and, and see if, you know, if it is. And it's, it's very challenging. Um, most of the, probably 99% of the emails aren't true. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So it's important to go, to go verify, see for yourself what, um, who, who these athletes are that are looking to come. And this Campbell app, it, it turns out it happens to be a, just a great place for international students. Um, it's a small smaller environment um, you don't need a car when you get here um, and it just I, I know the students made the right choice when they get here and they say oh my gosh it's so big and I'm like okay yeah you're at the right school <laughs> so um, but over the years it's getting it's getting easier you know now now that we've shown that it is a good school for international students um, and our Kenyan athletes are having lots of success so 
it's, it's definitely making it easier. Even this last summer, I was recruiting a guy that um, would he'd easily be an NCAA All-American, and uh, he told me he'd already committed to another school that didn't really have a a very good track program. I'm like, man, why why didn't you reach out to me? Like, you know, your friends are on the team. And he goes, oh, oh no, Campbell's Campbell's too big for me. I'm like, what do you mean it's too big? We're a small school. He's like, no, I mean you got to be really good to go there. I'm <laughs> like, but you are really good. Um, so that was kind of that was the first time I realized, oh wow, we we do have a reputation now in Kenya of being one of the better schools for this, you know, Kenyan distance runners. So that was pretty cool to hear. Let's talk about that reputation. Not only have you built the program to be competitive in the Big South Conference, three straight men's cross-country titles uh, last year, both in indoor and in outdoor. You're men and women with runner-up finishes, which is the best finish in Campbell track and field history. So you have them not only competitive and competing for titles at the Big South Conference, but you have had multiple All-Americans uh, just uh, in the fall, top 10 in the nation, Campbell athlete finishes, and you've gotten the same All-American results in both indoor and outdoor. That has to be an unbelievable experience for you, knowing what you took over and now literally competing for national championship. Yeah, it, it is awesome. I love, uh, I love going to nationals, and it's once you know making it that first time. It just makes you want it even more. So um, I am not looking forward to the year that we don't have someone go there, but I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. But I'm going to try to keep that from uh, try to keep the streak going as as long as I can for sure. We had a great fall with Lawrence and Amon qualifying and, and making All-American status. Um, it's funny, Lawrence, even though he's top 10 in the country, he, it's like I'm super happy for him, but I know he's disappointed because he wants to be, he wants that title, and I know he can do it. So it's, uh, we're, I don't want to sound greedy, but we're definitely, uh, I want to see if we can come away with a, a national individual title for one of these guys here soon. Which, uh, a national title at Campbell University, that's, I mean, is that something that's always been in the plan, or or is that something that all of a sudden you're realizing that this could happen? Yeah, it's definitely. A, I've grown a lot as a coach over the years, and 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 making making changes every year, and, and especially with an athlete, three or four years down the road, I know really what works best for them. And so, yeah, we're. It, it wasn't something four or five years ago. I was like, yes, I'm going to get a national champion, and um, but now. Yeah, that definitely is a plan, and uh, we're getting closer. You have, as most track programs do, some assistant coaches that have their different specialties. Um, but you being the head man of, I've always said, the, the bus at a track and field event is filled with all different shapes, all different sizes, um, all different heights. It's really odd, but you seem to do a great job, and I know this from listening to you dealing with your student athletes, particularly after an event, you seem to bring them all together as a team, and that's something that doesn't always happen in track and field. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a unique sport. Um, we have so so many different specialties in, in track, and and for us, you know, we focus on sprints, jumps, and distance, and now throws. Um, Coach Claves just joined us last spring, and uh, I jump started our throws program. So it's during the regular season. It's kind of everyone's focused on on getting their groups ready and um but it's you know for us a regular season as a team doesn't really mean a whole lot um but it does when you get to the conference championship so it doesn't really matter what you did individually before conference but we definitely have to come together um 
at the end of every every season and and do our best at conference. But I got a, a great group of assistant coaches that that really I mean they are the head coaches of their events, um, and I, I definitely kind of give them autonomy of or direction of of their event groups, and and it's really worked out well. So. When you talk about Campbell University and your program that you have built to potential recruits, what are the highlights? What are you telling them? Um, I love that we're a small school, but we we can line up against the best in the country, and, and we have, uh, you know, if you're running or jumping or throwing far enough, we'll we'll put you in the meet uh, with the best competition that that you can handle. So that that's really what I love. It, it's such a simple sport. Um, there's no shortcuts. There's, uh, it's just so. And for us, it, it's very individu- individualized here too, because um, we are a smaller program. We're not looking to have the numbers. Um, we just want quality athletes, and quality student athletes. You never have any free time because it goes from cross country to indoor to outdoor, and the outdoor goes all the way till the t- till the end of June, and then you're recruiting after that. But when you do get a few minutes, what does Michael Kelly do in his spare time? Mm-hmm. It is funny. It's uh, gosh, my I think my my calendar goes by from pretty much August to June. That's that's like a year for me, and. You know, come July, it's like all of a sudden I wake up from a dream or a blur, and it's whoa, that was another year just went by. Um, but I love it. I love coaching. I love how busy it keeps you. Um, and my spare time, there's not a whole lot of, but I, I do have a couple dogs at home that keep me pretty busy. Um, I'm always, I'm always on this terrible cycle of getting in shape and falling out of shape too. So that keeps me pretty busy as well. And you do all this without coffee. That surprises me, the fact that you have to go 11 months yeah. out of the year and everything. How do you how do you stay upright during times like this? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's I got too much to do to to not be doing something. I guess that's that's what it is. But, um, yeah, just I never acquired a taste for coffee, and I don't think I'm going to give it a second chance here. Thank you for the time, Coach. Yeah, thank you.